It's a high drive center field. Beerling's back. This game is turned upside down. Pulls it to the air. It's deep to left. Taylor's back at the wall at 700. Hello and welcome back to SFC Baseball Podcast, episode 13. It is March 14th, 2023, and this time the boys are in studio. March. It's April. It's April 14th, and the boys are in studio. (laughs) Noah Anthony Perkins. Full names, okay. Aiden Norton. Aiden Phillip Norton. (laughs) <laughs> it's not my middle name. It's not a. All right, all right, for real. We've been off the rails for about twenty minutes now, and we're gonna see how far we can get into this thing before one of them makes me go crazy. Uh, are we gonna start with Rays or Gaddis? Let's go with the Rays. Let's start with the Rays. So Tampa Bay is on a historic start to their twenty twenty three season. Uh, just wrapped up game number thirteen, and they are thirteen and zero. Immediate reactions to y'all having the Rays in fourth place in our preseason stuff. Right now, they're top of the baseball world. Thoughts? I think they're they're gonna fall off. In the first thirty two games, they've only got two series against teams that had uh, winning records last year. Those being the Astros and the Blue Jays. Some of the games, like they scored a lot of runs. Pretty sure the run differential has been really good for them. Uh, some of the games I just they've looked concerning in terms of like like they were down to the Corey Kluber led Red Sox before a comeback. They've had a couple comebacks against these teams. And these teams that they play just aren't good in my opinion. Uh Jeffrey Springs just went down with injury. Don't know what that is yet. Never good when a pitcher throws a pitch and is immediately coming off. Springs went down and Eflin got put on the IL Eflin, two days ago. Uh it was I believe it was two days ago. I think so, because he's on my fantasy team and I was Heartbroken. So then they're getting Glasnow back, but this is a team that always struggles with injury. How long is it before Wander, who always comes up injured, is missing games? How long is it before another pitcher? Always injured. This is a sophomore season. Like, let's calm down. <laughs> I mean, hasn't that been like the big thing with him, though? Not really. It hasn't. I mean, last year he was down for a while. Like, their whole team was down at different points last year. Like, last year they had a bunch of injury bugs. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, Wander ran through the ranks of the minor leagues because he was staying healthy, playing games, and playing really good baseball. Like, there's a reason he's was the consensus number one for so long. It's because, like, availability is the best ability. Mm-hmm. And so he's been available most of his career up to this point. So, I don't, know, I, I don't think injury uh, I is necessarily a problem for him. He came up two years ago, right? I think he made his debut two years ago. I thought he made his debut two years ago, and I thought he got injured that first season. And then last year he got injured too, and that's kind of where I was going with the injury thing, was that the last two seasons he'd kind of been injured a bit because we haven't we haven't seen a full kind of season from him, and that's what everyone sure. wants to see. Like, I think he's a top-ten shortstop. I think he could easily enter five this year if he stays healthy, and that's, that's what I really want to see from him is a really good, healthy year because he's a great player. They gotta play a real team. Okay, so on that note, <laughs> they do. I mean, who that, they played? That uh, on, on that note, 
The Tigers last year were 66 and 96. The Nationals were 55, 107. The Athletics, 60 and 102. The Red Sox, 78 and 84. So their first four series this year were all against teams under 500. Uh, two 100 loss teams. If you look at last year's record for those four, they won 39% of their games. So, like, you can't take anything away from the Rays because they're winning ball games, they're putting a winning product on the field. But if there ever was a time to, like, open a schedule with an easy schedule based off last year, like, they were set up beautifully for the month of April. Fair? Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from it. Uh, they do have a plus 71 run differential, which is absolutely insane. Very insane. Uh, the interesting stat that I found was they have 32 home runs hit so far this season, and opponents have only scored 30 runs against them. So they have more homers than runs against, not including their non-homer runs scored. So... Uh, they're slugging, which is something that the Rays typically have not had in huge numbers. Uh, and then preventing runs is the name of the game as well. And, uh, yeah, they're doing that on, on both ends right now. Now, they do start the Blue Jays series tonight, which is a tough test. Who's pitching the, the game? I have no idea. Our, our statistician Eflin. over here is going to look it up real quick. Eflin's out. I know. I was thinking Eflin pitched... Yesterday, did they bring in a starter for him or did they bring in a reliever? You mean Springs? Yeah, did they? That, that's why I meant with Springs. Did they bring in a starter to pitch after that? Jose Barrios. Bur- 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 okay, the... yeah, then the Blue Jays aren't winning tonight. I think, I think it'll go on another game. Aiden's not a Barrios fan. Barrios is terrible. Okay. Like, I feel bad for the Blue Jays. Uh,. But the Rays are going to Ray. That's like they. Drew Rasmussen's pitching position. They so, yeah. probably had the most forward thinking organization in terms of like cycling talent. Mm-hmm. They don't pay anybody. Except for Eflin. They brought Except Eflin in on a free agent deal and they paid, they extended Franco. Like that's the only two contracts they have like guaranteed for the next two years. Um, but they cycle talent in and out the best in baseball. They do it better than the Athletics, hence the Athletics' 100-loss season last year, and the Rays just keep on producing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how long they can keep up, not necessarily a winning streak, because at some point that ends for everybody, but just how long they can produce quality baseball to be in games to win. Like, if this is going to be who they're going to be all year and they're going to win close competitive ball games, then the Rays might end up winning that AL East after all. So it'd be interesting to see how long they can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy, blah, blah, blah. But that's for everybody. Speaking of the athletics. Speaking of the athletics. Have you, like, have you looked into what their infield was just a couple of years ago? Oh, it's stupid. SKD was crazy. I mean, they Matt Olson, Matt Chapman. Simeon at short. Simeon. And then Sean Murphy behind the dish. Yeah. Like, and that's why they were competing for the AL West. Like, that's a stacked infield. One of the best infields in baseball. They got to sell the team, man. Like I, I just want the I like I don't want the athletics to be good because they're in our division and it's kind of like oh it's a free series if you go play them if you if you're ever in need of a uh, some wins hit up that athletic series but because this it the athletics have a weird thing where like they'll be really good for about four years they'll make a postseason they won't have the star power to win the postseason so they'll fall out they'll trade or lose the free agency they'll be bad for a handful of years and they'll be right back to it. 
they just go through this roller coaster ride for years and years. Which their their main piece and the uh, I believe it was the Matt Olson trade, Christian Bache, he's on the Phillies now. Yeah, he was DFA'd, released, and then the Phillies got him. So really good defender. He just very good defender. It's the bat, man. Which, Actually, I was wondering about that. So with the DH, is there any chance that like you could have the pitcher hit <laughs> instead of a player? Because I've been thinking like. Would it be worse to have the pitcher hit than Christian Pache? I think you still let Pache hit over your pitchers unless you have a Shohei. Now, like a Zach Greinke, like I might let Zach Greinke hit so over a like, uh, over Pache. I got trust some of these pitchers to lay down like a bunt. Lance McCullers Jr. has a World Series RBI to his name, so like I might let him hit over you know, certain some people. But Philip Norton was five hundred in Phil- the MLP. Oh, okay. Well, two for four. <laughs> Where was two hits? I think they were definitely bloopers. He says line drives, but they were they were probably they got out of the infield. They were probably little bloopers over the shortstop or over the second baseman. You know, the MLB showed it. Two for four, baby. I love it. Be late to be great and just laid on a fastball and blooped it over someone's head. Nothing wrong with that. Uh in other news, the Salt Lake City baseball team, potential expansion franchise or a move is this doom and gloom for the Oakland Athletics possibly going to Salt Lake instead of an expansion or do you think Major League Baseball will expand I'm 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 thinking expansion I think 32 baseball teams is something they're looking at uh I think athletics when they do move if they do move it's already the league really wants Las Vegas it's not been hidden I don't think they go anywhere other than Las Vegas uh, that's that's kind of where I see it. I see expansion. I want an expansion. I think that'd be pretty cool. But I mean, they made add. Yeah, add I, Nashville. Another I think, Nashville. Yeah, maybe? I think Side. I think Nashville would be a cool place. I think something like because we already have some. We have a Canadian team. We I'm have Toronto. Montreal. We've I'm had Montreal. Montreal. I don't think Montreal's coming back. I think it'd be cool to add like Mexico City. That would be like we've done the Mexico City like series before, like. Throw a team that's still in North America, but it's, like, in Mexico. I think that'd be really cool. Because I think that furthers your, like, domestic outreach for baseball. I mean, you got – if you do do that, which I do think that they'll yeah, – Vancouver could be fun. I think they'll do that. Then that means you gotta you got to make a new – instead of the central, you may see Four north and south. And then – you get those two teams, you get four teams each division. You do a, a Southwest, Midwest, mm-hmm. Southeast, Northeast. You could see a lot of different alignments, type of, type of stuff. I have seen that. I kind of like, you know, more the more traditional, like, other sports ones where they just have four. Just North, South, East, West, and the AL, NL. I would sure. like that. But I do know that there are, is also the option of being what you were saying. It, it'd be interesting to see what they decide to do. I don't think they'll expand and do too much in terms of, like, realignment. But I think expansion teams would be a fun topic to talk about. It would give us something to do. So, uh, but Nashville would be a good idea. Uh, maybe a place like Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. But that, you start getting too many teams on that coast. I think. I think if you want to expand, you go west. So, Austin. 
I mean, Texas, San, not, San Antonio slash Austin. Like, I can see says, that. Yeah, another, like, you want to put them in these other places, but putting one in Texas, you kind of know people are going to show up for those games, I think. Because it's, it's just such a big area. I wish there was a large, like, Midwest city that could carry baseball at a high level, like, like somewhere in like uh, Nebraska or like an Idaho, a, a team in that region, uh, because there is no like professional sport presence in that area. Yeah. But I don't know that there's a city that you would want that has like a big enough metro to like host a major league sport right now that doesn't have one. Um, but like Seattle has domain over the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. and rightfully so, but like, adding another team to compete that's a little bit more inland from Seattle, I think would be a fun, fun area, which Salt Lake City, Utah is probably the first one on that list, but I can't think of like another one that could pair with it. Because if you put one in, in the NL, one in the AL, go Salt Lake City and say Omaha, like at least you're you're getting a little more of a Western expansion. But that's also, I think you can do that Mexico City. That's why I threw that one out there. Uh. Did y'all see the clip where Bobby Witt Jr. hit the foul ball to his dad? So, his dad played professional baseball mm-hmm. for six seasons, I think. Um, was a pitcher. And Bobby Witt hits a be like to be great foul ball. I think his mom actually catches the ball, maybe. Or maybe dad catches like it. Rolled, rolled right, to him or bounced to him or something. Uh, but anyway, like, out of the you know 30,000 people that are there... Pretty rare to see yeah. a ball get hit from your son that you get that you get to take home as a souvenir. It's a pretty neat little moment. Um, and then Logan Webb, you posted today, extended for five years. It's yep. a really good deal, by the way. Very good deal because I think what that does is it buys out two years of arbitration for him. I think he has two more years of that, and then three years of free agency money. So you're probably we're looking at Logan being in that twenty-five to thirty mil. Per, for free agent year as the market sits right now and locking him in for 22 to 25 for those three years. Um, you know, he's very much in his prime pitching performance right now. He's got a lot of potential. Like this is a lot of potential. He, he keeps it up. He could be a Cy Young candidate in the future. I don't think like he's not there this year. I don't think I got some guys still over him and it's kind of crowded right now. I think, as it always is right in that now. Area. Uh, I could really see him being up there in the rankings, though, soon. And uh, like I said, it was a really good deal for them. His performance in the postseason a couple years ago, he got the start for them when they had that weird, like, really successful season. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's he, the one where they lost to the Dodgers on the chat soon, right? I think that, so. That season. Uh, and he pitched really well in that game. He, I think he's been like a, a top five finalist for the for the Cy Young already in his career. Um, so yeah, locking him down for the next five years to be your ace in San Fran, it's a good move. Um, who's the next player, next young guy under age, you know, twenty eight that gets extended? Do you think? I mean, I want it to be. I actually, I kind of don't want it, but it should be Brian Reynolds. It should be Brian Reynolds. Uh, I'm trying to think. Any other names? Has Adley been extended yet? I think. No. No? Adley then. Yeah. Adley. Adley and Brian Reynolds, we want their extensions. Now. Now. Uh, 
So I don't know if y'all saw it. Did y'all see the uh, the Yoshida thing with the home run? I have not. So he hits his first home run. Uh, I believe it was in the left field. Yeah, it's and, over the monster. Yeah, it's over the monster, and so it was taking a while for them to do the negotiations, and they were kind of wondering about that. So one of the reporters went to go check, and a kid had gotten the ball, and his parents were saying they weren't giving it back. So they don't compromise on anything. Ball does not get authenticized, and they leave the stadium with the ball. So now there's no proof that that was the ball. Uh, ball lost tons of value. Yoshida doesn't have the ball for his first home run in the majors. And it was reported by guys sitting behind them, they didn't even catch the ball. Like a fan of the other team caught the ball and gave it to the kid. And then the parents basically just were like, we're taking the ball with us. Uh, no chance to meet Yoshida or any of the other players. No bat, no jersey. We want the ball. Yo, I'm, if I catch a Yoshida home run, his first one, we are definitely getting that sucker authenticized. Mm-hmm. He's getting the baseball, and I'm getting the care package. Get you some tickets. Tickets and Yoshida merch? Like, what are we doing? I mean, dang. Austin Pickett. The guy who got, I think it was Jeter's 3,000 hit. He just gave it back. Willy-nilly. Yeah. like <laughs> That's right, because his 3,000 hit was a bomb, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I, the parents just ruined that for the kid. Like, and I don't, he's not going to understand that. I, I feel really bad for him. Moving on to another topic. Uh, maybe a little bit more controversial in some ways. Fernando Tatis, your boy. I have a lot of opinions on this. I'm sure you do. Uh, He's been tearing it up in his minor league like a ramp up. He had a pretty good spring in some ways. A little shaky out in the right field still a little bit, but he's made some really good plays out there as well. You know, you're going to get that with Fernando. Um, A lot of people are calling for him not or not at this point now it's pretty much like locked in like there's not anything you can do about it at this point but people were saying that he should not have been allowed to play in the minor league games because he was still under major league suspension Uh, and so like he shouldn't be allowed to start his ramp up in games until his suspension was over blah 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 blah. he was held out of the world baseball classic because of suspension so why should he be able to play in the minor league games um I don't really know how I feel about it. I don't really care. I guess so like it it's not a part of the rules. It wasn't enforced by Major League Baseball. So like who cares if he's playing them in the minor league games? And I'm sorry that he's tearing it up on you. Like pitch better. This. That's just how I feel about it. But like so, I don't know, there's a lot of like people calling for that kind of stuff. What do y'all think? Tatis is He's one of the best hitters in baseball. So, like, I'm not surprised he's tearing it up. In sure. The and, like, he should be. If you're a pitcher in the minors and you're a team looking at your pitcher in the minors, you're probably not doing the best thing looking at him to how he's pitching against Tatis because, I mean, he is probably a top 10 hitter in the majors. He's an MVP there. candidate yeah. when he's playing baseball. And here's my thing. A lot of the public opinion is – they don't know what happened. Like, I'm seeing a lot of people, they think he's juiced. They think he was juiced. He was never juicing. The steroids, there's the case of it could have been for the from the stuff he was taking because the only other person to ever get caught using that steroid was an ice skater, and she was doing it for a rash that was on her. And then the other 
thing that the steroids could have been for was just so he could get healthy quicker. Like, none of it was to perform better, like, hitting-wise. He was never juiced. He was just sitting there trying to get on the field faster. And I don't think people are understanding that. Uh, right, it's like me taking the steroid I'm on for my, like, medical issue is not the same as me taking a steroid for sport performance and yeah. HGH and whatnot. Like, it's two different things. It's two completely different things, and people aren't understanding that. I will say this, MLB has... I think they've messed up kind of in the terms of, well, he was, I'm going to bring Trevor Bauer into this. He was banned for, Tati's banned 30 games and he's in the minors. Trevor Bauer got banned and he was, he was able to do anything. Right. And he was, he was completely out. And they kind of, they got to keep that consistent. I feel like if you're going to do it one way with one thing, you got to do it with another, Uh, which everyone, most people know they messed up the Bauer situation in terms of he's proven innocent and, a lot of the evidence was pointing towards he really wasn't at fault, and they just kept the suspension mostly because he was bad mouthing, definitely because he's bad mouthing kind of the league, and it's just they've got to keep that. Consistent. He's never been shy about letting his opinion be yeah. known. Uh, any net? No, I. It's just like, um, I'm, let let him play, man. You know, I it, mean, you want? I don't know. Stop complaining, people. It's yeah, one of those like, things. Like I, I bring this. I bring this up with, like, the, the Astros history and whatnot. This is, this is a good segue, too, I guess. Like, the whole steroid talk, in my mind, when you look at the steroid era and, like, players that are had the, the stigma of, like, oh, he's a steroid guy, but if Major League Baseball isn't enforcing those rules and they're allowing their players to do it without enforcement, then it's kind of like... Major League Baseball's problem, not that player's problem. Now, when they started enforcing the rules and you get caught with it, now it's a different story because you know they're actively testing, you know they're actively enforcing this policy, and now you get caught? That's where, like, uh, like the A-Rod situation back in, like, 2006 or whatever it was, uh, that's where that kind of comes back in. Like, to me, I don't really hold a grudge against, like, a guy, like, uh, in the show, we, we got Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, right? Like, those are the two big, like, collection cards in the, in the game. I don't hold anything against those guys because, quite frankly, they were because. they were juicing in a time where Major League Baseball was turning their eye to it and not enforcing those rules. Juicing kind of saved baseball, if we're being honest. Like, kind of being honest, like... Juice, steroids are the Larry Bird and Magic Johnson of the MLB. Like, that's... But, like, if you know that they're, they're testing and they're actively, like, monitoring these things and they've got people like taking care of your dietitian and they're looking at your lockers and they're looking at your urine samples and blah 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 and then you get caught with it well that's because you're an idiot or you did something wrong yeah and so like for me with Tatis like I understand that it it might be something totally non-related to uh, like sport performance but if it's a banned substance then either the doctor screwed up or you screwed up yeah and so either A Major League Baseball needs to look at their banned substance list and say, okay, does this need to be on the banned substance list? Or B, one of those two people that are at fault have to pay for it. And so it's like, I feel bad for Tatis in some ways, but in some ways I really don't care because like you knew they were testing for it and you took it. And so... If he was told to do that by a team doctor, then that team doctor probably needs to face the consequences instead of him. But 
Um, either way, like he's playing minor league games. He's getting ready to come back. I think it's going to be a lot of fun when he gets back to the league because at the end of the day, uh, he's a star player and he's fun to watch. And even though I, I'm not on the Tatis hype train, uh, I do re- like recognize the fact that he's one of the best players currently in baseball. So, uh, Luis Arias got the first cycle in Marlins history the other day, and I had no clue that he were the only team without a cycle. Like, that was, I I really thought a cycle was more rare than that. Like like it is really rare. It is. And I kind of saw the little graphic and it showed every team and I was like, the Marlins were the only team without a cycle. Like that was when, surprising. To me. When did the Marlins start playing baseball? Gosh, I don't know what year they started. Do you know? I know when they won the World Series. When they won the World Series? No. Two thousand three. When's the first time they won the World Series? No, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know when they started. Like, so, I don't know when every. I don't know when half the franchises started. Well, so that's the thing is like the Marlins are the most recent expansion team. Okay. So the Rockies and the Marlins came into the league in the nineties. Ah. And so, like in terms of history, oh, like they don't have a ton of history in like in in terms of like other people. So like it it's surprising that they don't have a a cycle because it's been almost twenty years for them. But at the same time, it's like, eh, I mean, it's not the most egregious thing. Like, how, if, long, how long has Houston been around? Uh, so the Astros were franchised in the sixties. Oh dang! I th- I don't know why I thought my or Houston would have been brought kind of earlier than or later than them. They were the Colt Forty Fives for like two seasons and then franchised to the Astros when the Dome my was whole built. expansion teams like stuff up here is it's not there. <laughs> I can tell you. When did the Rangers move from the Senators? Man, I don't know. I, like I'm saying, <laughs> so it was in the it was I, in the seventies. I'm telling you, I like seventy three. Right? I could probably tell you NBA, and I don't even like NBA is like my least watched sport out of all of them. Like I watch baseball the most, and I I'm just completely never pay attention to that part of it. Completely blank on expansions. I mean, to be fair, like I was a baby when the Rockies and Marlins expanded. Yeah, and like the last, so I don't remember when it was happening. I just remember. Like them being the youngest team mm-hmm. in the league, and like when in '97 when, when the Marlins won it, it was like a huge deal because they went from expansion team to World Series to fire sell everybody to World Series contender again, and then 20 years of mediocrity since. But, uh, yeah, I mean that it's surprising that it's taken them 20 years to get one, mm-hmm. but also it's like. They are the youngest team in baseball right now. In terms of some, uh, some Phillies fan, he got that home run ball from that cycle. I don't know if you saw the video, but all the fans was, was, that, the, was that Philly City? I have no idea. Well, all the Phillies fans around him, they cheered on this little girl as the little girl stole the baseball from. Oh, him I did see that clip. Okay, so that was the Arias home run. That was the okay. Arias home run. I saw that clip. Cycle. I would have been so upset. <laughs> I mean, that's that's part of history right there. You could you could trade that or something, and that little girl just took it, which he couldn't do anything. Like, what's he gonna you know, sit there and snatch it as all the people are around him keep it? I was gonna transition from Fernando to Evan Gaddis. You were okay. Wait, sorry, we can do that. At I was I was thinking of uh, the Luis Arias thing. It would have completely slipped my mind, so I just got it out there. Uh, let me first start off with this. If. Yeah. If you're struggling with like drugs and alcohol, please seek help. Like it's it's not good to 
be in that kind of place. Um, that being said, I don't know Evan Gaddis personally. Never met the guy. Never talked to him or anything. So I don't know what he was going through. But his Twitter and Yankees and Dodgers Twitter has been a sight to see over the weekend, over the week. Um, at this point, I think everyone has seen pretty much all of the tweets, anybody that cares about them. Uh, there's was some baseball commentary. There was some non-baseball commentary. Um, and I hope that if he was in a dark place in his life at the moment that he was seeking, that he's seeking help or someone reached out to him because some of his stuff was kind of off the wall. And so I just want to preface this with, if you need help, please seek help. Let people help you. It's not a bad thing to need help. That being said, let's talk about some of the baseball stuff for just a brief moment. So, uh, I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised with some of the reaction, which I'm not also surprised because it's two of the fan bases that I'm going to say it. They kind of suck the most like Yankees and Dodgers fans, not in the best. I'm not, I know a couple of people that are cool, but not all of them. Sure. Uh, seeing some of them complain on Instagram and Twitter to the comments and get so upset, it's like, if this was 2018, 2019, yeah, I get it. It's 2023, and we know that basically every team was doing it. Getting as mad as they are right now, it's it's like, it's really hypocritical. It's very hypocritical. It's very holier than thou. And it's, none of this stuff was really, like, new information, I don't think. Like, some, not really. The only thing that they thought was new was, uh, he said something about Kershaw's slider. The com- the like, cutter, the backdoor cutter? No, that was, uh, that was CC, I think. Wasn't it CC backdoor oh, okay. cutter yeah. that he hit over? He said something about them whiffing on all of Kershaw's slider, or not whiffing on any of Kershaw's sliders. And I think that it was kind of... I thought that they said that there was no cheating in the World Series. Like, the MLB came out and said that. Now everyone in, is trying to say, like, well, that confirms that they cheated in the World Series, too. So, I don't know. That's just what I'm seeing. My thing is also this. If your source for that is a drunk and, slash and or high Evan Gaddis, then I don't know that you have a source for it. <laughs> I thought he got hacked at first. Like, I was a 1,000% certain he got hacked. Like, I'm, if that's your only information that you have for that, then it, I still think that's very speculative information. And if speculation works that way, then I can also spin it on you and say, okay, well, how come Gary Sanchez hasn't hit well since 2019? Where did Cody Bellinger come? Where did Cody Bellinger fall off? Like, since Major League Baseball started enforcing the electronic sign stealing stuff, it started enforcing... The policies that they set and they put people in dugouts and people in team rooms. They cut the live feed availability since they started enforcing it across the league and not just in Houston. There's been a lot of players that have kind of disappeared in the stat department. And so, you know, that's only speculation. But if speculation goes one way, then I'm allowed to use it back. And so, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like, to me, you don't really know... I'll be curious to see when, like, when all these guys are retired, if there's like a a Bregman tell-all autobiography that comes out or something yeah, like that. Like 
last dance documentary yeah exactly like it, it needs to happen i think at some point it probably will happen at some point it's gonna make me sick to my stomach because let me let me be very clear on this what was taking place in major league baseball between like 2014 and 2017 2018 with like electronic sign stealing stuff is gross it shouldn't be in the game it shouldn't be allowed the fact that houston did that with the trash can like it, it doesn't sit well with me i'm not happy that that stuff took place it's a, a bad look like it doesn't look good on anybody i don't like that that being said it's not a system that was born in houston it was a learned behavior that came from somewhere else and there just happens to be a few members of that 2017 team that were on other teams in those fan bases that we were just talking about that probably was adopted and then then cranked up some more because the trash can and the live feed and whatnot and i get all that and that's why it's gross that Houston was doing it. Um, the whole like ruin careers thing, like I don't, I don't, I'm not here for that. Like one bad outing in Houston from Danny Farquhar didn't ruin his career. I will, in my also, opinion. I will also say this: a lot of people, if you're gonna take everything that Gad has said to 100, percent oh, this is my proof of this, this or this, the Altuve comments got to stop. I mean, he, he basically said, yeah, Altuve didn't do it at all. Altuve hated it. He didn't like it. But And then I'll see a lot of people saying, well, why didn't he snitch? You, you can't snitch. Like you don't do that in your clubhouse. You like The only reason he found out about any of this stuff anyway is because Mike Byers, like whistle yeah. blew on it after he got cut from the postseason roster. Yeah. You don't, you can't do that to your own team. No player in the league right now would do that to their own team. And that's why in player interviews, when they, like, name drop, like, well, you know, we know that this group of players or this group of teams were also doing things that like that. Like, there's enough evidence to show that, hey, the Dodgers have been name dropped, that the Red Sox were busted, the Yankees have been busted, but no one talks about it because it all comes back to, well, let's point back to Houston. And if, so... If any team, any team that won that World Series, I think, would have been the the team that's kind of at the forefront of it. Yeah, and honestly, the fact that they won against New York and Los Angeles, the two biggest, like, yeah. coastal fan bases, like, there's kind of a reason why I think Houston was kind of picked as the the redheaded stepchild for this. But anyway, anything else on Evan Gaddis? Is, is that enough? Like, we, we've covered this topic. Uh, let's get to something a little bit more fun. Um... MLB diversity. So, like, for a long time, like, I I remember being, like, uh, in high school and college and seeing, like, Kutch. When Kutch was first coming up and, like, won an MVP award and Silver Slugger, All-Star appearances and whatnot, like, he kind of made baseball cool for a group of people that wasn't just, like, your average white guy, which was really cool. And I think you're starting to see the, the Kutch effect that took place in the mid like 2010s early 2010s uh because now you've got guys like jordan walker coming up uh hunter green with the reds mm -hmm. um the the population of major league baseball players has grown in terms of like diverse numbers and so uh the 945 player base on rosters il and suspensions 
that are non-white American-born players. Okay, so like uh, all these percentages have grown over the last two years. Uh, there were 59 uh, African-American black players. So we that thing, that percentage rose from like 5% up to 6.2%. So that's gone up. Uh, the Latin population has gone up to 30%. Uh, Asian-born players up to 3.2%. Pacific Islander slash Hawaiian up. And there's even a couple of Native American players now in on Major League Baseball rosters. Um, and then some top prospect guys. I just named up Jordan Walker, uh, Jordan Lawler, Drew Jones, James Wood, Taj Bradley, who's getting the start for Tampa, I think, tonight. Yeah, he got called up, didn't he? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So top prospect for Tampa Bay brought up for him, uh, Tamar Johnson, Royce Lewis, like those are all like top 25 guys in prospect rankings right now. Half of the MLB top 100 come from diverse backgrounds. And so, uh, you know, I think it, it kind of goes back a little bit because you've got, uh, you know, Latino and Asian Pacific Islander, like you're seeing more growth in baseball that way too. I think that's some of the, like the world baseball classic, obviously it didn't influence these rosters, yeah. But I think we'll further help increase those numbers. I mean, you're already seeing guys signed from that. Uh, I believe, oh, I can't remember what team signed a pitcher. The Tigers. Uh, they signed a guy, but another team just signed another pitcher. Uh, I believe he's on the Canadian team. He, was, uh, he wasn't he was from a diverse background. Gotcha. But just another guy getting signed from the World Baseball Classic. Uh, MLB diversity, I think, is a cool thing because, like, uh, I remember – just seeing how Kutch brought out more, like, let's call it what it is, like, he brought more black people to stadiums. He brought, he like, he sold tickets to a population that didn't really go to baseball games. And I think now that you got guys like Jordan Walker coming up who looks to be, like, a star, uh, Jordan Lawler when he gets up, Drew Jones when he gets up, like, the, the talent pool for, like, diverse backgrounds, I think only helps grows the game more. Uh... And, like, I'm a very, like, generic Irish white guy. But, like, in my family, we have Hispanic cultures. We have African-American cultures. We have uh, Japanese cultures. Um, and so, like, I think it's cool because my little niece, who does not look anything like me, but, like, as she grows up, like, she'll go to baseball games. She loves going to baseball games as a three-year-old. She knows, like, oh, that's first base. Uh, when Easton was riding around on a mower on pregame, like getting the grass cut, like she was excited about the grass being cut at the baseball game. Like she likes baseball for some reason as a three-year-old. But like, I think it's cool that it's something that uh, it's just going to further the game more, get more people the, you know, the, oh, he looks like me thing going on. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I just want to take a, that as like an appreciation value that, you know, the game is growing in different ways and bringing in more diverse people, more diverse players in the league. And I think it really just brings the best, like overall athletic world that we can bring in the best of the best from all types of walks. So, Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. Big things I think coming down the pipeline for, for top 100 it's, it's a cool list because like it's like i said half of that top 100 list are diverse backgrounds so anything to add i know i kind of talked and rambled on that a little bit but I'm trying to think 
Marcus Stroman and Hunter Green. I, I can't remember what it is, but they're two of the only of whatever it is starting pitchers. No, yeah, I know, I know you're talking about. Yeah, there's five of them, Rangers broadcast. Uh, Stroman and Green have a similarity on it? Because, like, Stroman's yeah. grandmother or aunt or something or his mom is, like, Puerto Rican-based. It was, it was them, too. I can't remember what the similarity. I don't know enough about Hunter Green to. I might. I don't want to butcher this, but Sean Manea, I I think the Giants. I don't know if he is he still in the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Him and the catcher were the first. Was it Samoan Uh, battery? Yeah. The first Samoan battery in MLB history. Let me look it up because I I totally forgot. I didn't want to butcher anything. Um... Yeah. So I there's six Pacific Island slash. Hawaiian players on like Major League Baseball rosters, so Manaya would be one, and that catch would be this would be two, I guess. Mm-hmm. I believe that they're Sherman and Green are the two only African American like starting pitcher ones, like like oh like aces, aces for their teams. I believe that's what was said in the broadcast. I can't remember for sure. Or like opening day starters or something like that? It may have been opening day. I do know that that's what was said, though. Huh. Okay. Did you find your catcher yet? No, uh, wait. Yeah, sorry. Shamanay and Blake uh, Sable, or Sable, however you say it, made history on Saturday of becoming the first Samoan battery to start an MLB game. I had no idea. Honestly, I didn't realize. I I guess I did, but I didn't like connect the dots that Manaya was had a Samoan heritage. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. Uh, I think we're kind of at the end of this thing. Last uh, subject, players of the week. I went and found you know a handful of guys I thought were Fred Miller. pretty deserving. Uh, but we have a Brad Miller shout out. No, so. no. If we're shouting out anybody, Travis Jankowski. Oh the beautiful gosh. flow. He looks like a unicorn. Like his face, not just like... <laughs> God, I love <laughs> Travis Jankowski. He's in the lineup tonight. He he's looks in the like lineup. he is. He is. He's lineup. in the lineup tonight. No, his face is just like a, like you know, like I wouldn't say BoJack Horseman, but like his face is just like he's got like you know the seahorse off a of SpongeBob. Large jawline. Yeah, like the the seahorse off a of SpongeBob. I mean, that's yep. that kind of like. Oh dang! Josh like Morris has been called up. We lost. God, baby. <laughs> the season is over. Uh, the three batters that I I thought about. That I brought up were Ryan Mountcastle, Brandon Lau, or Lowe, I always forget, and then Hunter Renfro. I like Brandon Lowe for it. This Brandon? I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mountcastle uh, has not, doesn't have the same average or on base as these other two guys, but his home run, like he basically carried the offense for the Orioles a couple times where they looked dead and buried. Um, but, yeah, Brandon with uh, Tampa Bay over the last six games is hitting 444, 595, 1.333 slugging for an OPS over 1,800, uh, five home runs, 12 RBI, and Andrew, five walks. Uh, so Brandon, low slash low. I got to figure it out which one it is, man. It kills me. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna go with low. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna say low until I get corrected. I say Nathaniel low. 
So I'm pretty sure it's it's Brandon. But they it's have low. they have two. Like they have one that's low and one that's low. And I always forget which hey, one. Hey, MLB. I'm gonna go double low. Let's fix it. Like, come on. <laughs> Jesus. 2023. All right. Heaven forbid. <laughs> uh, and then pitcher. Uh, I pulled two starters and two relievers. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, who obviously we have mentioned, just went down with an injury, which we don't want to see. But uh, his two games over the last seven days, 10 innings pitched, uh, four hits, only one run allowed. It was on a home run, solo shot. Uh, struck out 12 over 10 innings for a .7 whip and a .9 ERA. Uh, and then Jordan Montgomery had two games, 13 and a third for nine hits, 14 strikeouts, .98 whip, 1.35 ERA. Speaking of pitchers, watch out for, which you called this preseason, Reds, Lodolo. Lodolo's looking, he at, yeah. is looking great. I thought about putting him on here, but I thought Springs and Montgomery's numbers were a little bit better for the last seven days. But, yeah, his strikeout totals are, are really, really nice. Reds with uh, and then two relievers that have been kind of dealing lately. Clay Holmes, three for three and save opportunities for the Yankees uh, with three strikeouts. He has walked three guys as well for a full one whip, but has not allowed a single run. And Ryan Helsley with the Cardinals, three games, two for two on saves with six strikeouts over his three games with a point one eighty two opponent batting average no earned runs where was uh where's dane dunning on this yeah where's our king like, dane dunning? not yeah. even joking where was dane dunning when on this? he didn't show up on like the top 15 on the list that i was looking at the well, well give me the by, dane, give me the dane dunning run by uh, they're biased on us so give me the dane dunning info <sighs> plug me in dane dunning his last seven days Everything and guess how many runs are going to show up? I don't know. <laughs> Dane Dunning. He has a 0.3 war and a 0 9.1 innings pitch. 9.1 innings games, pitch, four games. Six hits, two walks, three strikeouts, 0.86 whip. Uh, so is he becoming, he's been coming in relief? He's coming in in relief. And okay. He's basically just him shut down. So what, I, what I've done is I went, I went innings pitched. Looked at the starters and then kind of figured it out. Average against and then I went, I went strikeouts. Looked at the starters and then what I did is I went saves, save opportunities, and then I went back to innings and then took out games started. Wait. So I think he he did show up on the on the on the last one that I, the last search I did because I took out the game started. Mm-hmm. Um. But by that time I already had four guys so. Okay. But shout out to Dane Dunning, I guess. I'll put respect on his name. Is he better than one of these th- four? I think you can make the argument with Helsley. Think you make the argument with Helsley? Okay. Is he your player of the week? Dunning? No. <laughs> Helsley's not my player of the week. So that, that's fine, that's but valid. yeah, okay. So we'll we'll all throw we can throw Dane on the uh, honorable mention for for this. Why not? Shout him out right there. So who is your who's your pitcher? The guys I just the pitcher, or do you have a different those one? Guys, I mean I like Lodolo, man. Uh, I like Lodolo too. He, his runs, home runs, like he he didn't have the runs uh, suppression that the other guys had. And I'll go I'll go Springs though, just because I got him on my fantasy team. It's kind of been 
Kind of clutch. Kind of clutch. Uh, Wait, I think I had Jordan Montgomery on an over on on strikeouts, and I think he cashed it for me. Price picks into these. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jordan Montgomery won me like twenty bucks. So player of the week. Yeah. yeah. He's your player of the week for sure. And you got Jeffrey. So I got Jeffrey and Brandon Lowe. And see, I was kind of leaning towards Clay Holmes because <laughs> three for three for saves and not a lot of hit. He's he'll be my reliever. He's a Yankee. Uh. So what I'll do is this. Uh, between between Jeffrey Springs and Jordan Montgomery. Aiden, Jeffrey Springs' heads. Call, oh, call in the air. Tails. tails never fails. So which one's heads is tails? Jeffrey Springs' tails. Jeffrey Springs' tails. And I've got tails. Never fail. So Jeffrey Springs, the SFC Pitcher of the Week. Congratulations to Brandon Lowe, Lau, and Jeffrey Springs. Lowey. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? I think that's we, we've covered all our topics. Yep. Uh, why are y'all in town? We are uh, the, the Houston game. Rangers at Houston tonight for the weekend series. First time in 2023 they've played. I, the Furries convention's in Houston this year. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's what you're here for? Yeah. Maybe you and Kutch go hang out together. The... Yeah. <laughs> what is Kutch's obsession with furries? Like, Wait, I, what? I don't think he has an obsession with furries. It just is a thing that happens, and he's... Like, he's completely out of it. Andrew McCutcheon? Yeah. Okay, so... We'll, we'll talk this over later. No, well, we, we, I'll do the quick version for you. Okay? So, in Pittsburgh, there's <laughs> normally a pretty large furry convention that takes place. Okay. And every time that Kutch sees one, or, like, he'll see, like, a group or something like that, mm-hmm. he just tweets furries. <laughs> and that's it. Okay? You've never seen that tweet? I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Stop doing it. On and, our Twitter. And then like <laughs> And then uh it just oh be kinda goodness. came a thing where like the the furry community kinda like took, took, in. took notice of it mm-hmm. and he kinda saw the love that he was getting off of it and so there was like a mutual respect slash uh, adoration for each so other. When, so when the furries take over, like he's <laughs> good. But the thing is this is like every time that convention has taken place, like his numbers are like Barry Bonds type of numbers. Like it's stupid, kind of ridiculous how good his numbers are when this convention's happening. MLB, we got to look into this. Something, Something. another correlation that, you know, doesn't always go together, but hey. Uh, but he's done like a show for, for Disney or something where like he played like a dog for his persona and, uh, some other things have been... Dog with a Blog was a good show. <laughs> okay. On that note. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, so, that's, that's the McCutcheon furry short version. Shout out furries.